you have your boots on the ground. Your job is to make the next person's job easier. So it all kind of plays into, you know, working hard, having fun, and then just creating something. So it, like you said, there's a lot of positives. We are back and I am back. Yes, it is I, Taylor White, host of the greatest construction podcast that is available conveniently on all platforms that stream as well as your visual experience on YouTube. So in order to watch that, go to the Expo YouTube channel to see what we actually look like. No promises though. Although my guest today might disagree about this being the best construction podcast out there. Welcome back to the one and only Con Expo Con Egg podcast. Today I have the dirt bags of the dirt world, the double Luke edition, Luke E and Luke P. This is going to be a high value podcast for the listeners, so get ready. But before we start, I need to add that I did in fact have the first ever black 315 before Luke Payne. Boys, welcome out. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Welcome. Thank you for having us, Taylor. Dude, what's going on? How much is going on? And to give people a bit of a background, uh, we've done some podcasts together, um, but I've only ever been the guest. I've never actually got to sit down and talk to my boys from down in the States. And you guys both have businesses in the industry, but both different things. Like you guys both are in construction, but both different things, which is why I think you guys make great guests. As well as I know that Luke E. Eggabrotten. Nailed it. Yep. Perfect. Um, you're actually going to be on a panel at Con Expo. Yes, sir. Yep. The importance of your online visibility for small to medium sized contractors. So uh, excited to speak and yeah, just meet up with everyone that we've been um, talking to. I want to dive into that more, but first let's give people a bit of a, a background on what you guys do, because Luke P, we can talk more together about the industry and machinery and construction because you own two separate construction businesses. So maybe explain a little bit about what you do and then and then Luke E as well. Yeah, so I own Black Iron Dirt here in Fargo, North Dakota, and then I own a company called Western Excavation. It's about two and a half hours to the west of us. It's just another, you know, it's an excavating company and they both kind of, they both have different realms to where they specialize in. Our Western side is gonna be more heavy industrial and then our Black Iron side, we kind of focus more into like the residential side of things. Awesome. And then Luke E, what are you kind of into? What's your thing? Yeah. So all digital marketing. Um, and about a couple of years ago, we started niching down into the construction space. And Luke and I have been working together since I started my agency. And I love business. So I've got a few businesses kind of in the dirt world. I've got phaser marketing, dirt work marketing. And then Luke and I together started Dirtbags Media, which owns the Dirtbags podcast. And then I also own a grass drag racing company called Turf Wars Racing. So love to get out, get dirty, but like everything's connected. Like people that come to the races also own a construction company that needs some digital marketing help. So it's kind of just that, that big ecosystem we've created. So you're pretty smart. It kind of builds off the other one. I didn't know that about you. So what is a grass drags? Yeah, basically 300 foot track. Uh, you get your side by side, your quad, your lawnmower, whatever you got, pit bike maybe. And we've got classes, got some badass trophies, and then thousand bucks cash for the open mod champ. Basically, right now we're traveling around Minnesota, kind of taking over the demo derbies and ripping out there. So it's it's been a blast, but I'm a fourth partner in there. And so we kind of call that our guilty pleasure business where phaser marketing is my main business, but we love racing. This is what I like. So 
I mean, these these are guys that in the background to the listeners or people watching, like I generally actually like really enjoy and love talking to these guys as much as I mean, our relationship is just busting each other's balls, really. But that's what I like. <laughs> Whenever I first went on with you guys, I knew I'm like, OK, these guys are cool dudes. How would you guys link up? This is good. This this is great. Luke and I actually have a really kind of a long history together. Like we grew up in the same small town. It was Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. We went to grade school together. Luke's a, a grade above me in the education scale. But then, you know, went to the same high school. We were on the same football team. We were on the same wrestling team. Come college, we kind of parted ways. And then, you know, Luke, we were done at college at that point, right? Yeah. That's when we kind of came back together. And Luke's like, oh, I'm going to start my digital marketing agency. And I was like, oh, cool. I just started an excavation company. And then that's where we kind of linked up and we're like, hey, let's, you know, Luke, will you work with me on this? Yeah, absolutely. Luke, you're going to be my first client. Um, and then just kind of went from there. And how long ago was that? Sorry. It's 2018, I think. No, it, it was supposed to be 2019. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to know the timeline because I'm like, how you guys gel together so well? It's the Luke syndrome is what we call it. Yeah. Get this, Taylor. So 2019, Luke reaches out to me. He's like, I'm starting, you know, I have black iron. I want to start doing some marketing line him up as my first client. I'm just juiced. I'm like, okay, this is a side hustle. Things are taking off. He calls me like two weeks later. He's like, Luke, I'm going to be a dad. I don't think I can do this right now. And so he had just found out, I was like the third person to know that, that they were pregnant. And so I was like, damn, that sucks. There goes my first client. But <laughs> I think you said that on the phone call too. You were like, damn it, Luke, Jesus. And I was like, dude, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. But Sure enough, he came around and it was uh, April of 2020. We started on the Black Iron's first website. And then since then, I mean, we haven't taken a day off with Black Iron. And like you said, Taylor, I mean, Luke and I gel so well together. And it's one of those business partnerships where we kind of just set the money aside and we say, okay, let's get to work. Like everything is like we're growing together. And he's helped my agency grow so much. And then vice versa, like we've helped take some things off of his shoulders. And even with the dirt bags now too, it's like, let's just like do as much as we can together and just try and dominate this whole world of business, but also do it with people that we really enjoy. And that's been the fun part is just bringing people together. Yeah, I think that's really a good point. And I feel like that's a really good takeaway for the listeners. And when you're saying that, I mean, it's so true, your team and being able to gel together so well, like I always talk about it, us in the office, you know, like we can talk to each other, like how we all talk to each other as well. And having a team that works so well together and is integrated together is just key to growth and success. No, definitely. And I think just playing off each other's weaknesses too is really big. Luke and I are so different that it's almost the perfect partnership in a lot of the ways because he complements areas where I have no expertise, no, no knowledge in and vice versa. Granted, Luke's a very smart dude, so he probably knows more of what I try to help him with out too. He just probably makes me feel good. No, not at all. You guys give me way too much credit. You guys are way too nice. Yeah, I mean, I, you definitely strike me as a smarter one in this relationship. Yeah, yeah, definitely, for sure. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. I appreciate it. I think I'm going to start commenting on those TikToks and be like, who's this guy? Who's this? <laughs> we'll go back and forth. Yeah, for the people that are listening, we go back and forth on TikTok quite a bit, me and, me and Luke Payne, and we had a little bit of beef on there, but it's all resolved, but it could fire back up real quick here. Good. Watch out. We had the race to the 315s, and I think Taylor did win, but... By like a week, dude. That's how I actually knew about you, is, you know, you posted on TikTok, and I was like, okay, this guy has another 315 painted black. Like, 
that's incredible. And then people were in the comments and then you comment and it was like, who's Taylor? Never heard of her. <laughs> I still love that. That's great. That was funny. <laughs> that was, that was hilarious. Um, I wanted to ask you, Luke P <laughs> how do you manage? Because when Dylan was in here, Dylan from D two contracting, he's from Michigan and he was up here visiting me in Canada. He was telling me about how you have like, like he was at a job site in a different location. And for me, I always find that I have the opportunity to maybe move operations to another location as well, because I have some good contacts in, you know, the Toronto area. And I always struggle with how am I able to do that? How can I do that? Have something set up in a different location. So I kind of know my answer, but I'm interested to hear from you. How do you manage doing that? Because that's, that's an art. Yeah, it's been a huge, we're learning a lot still, right? Like, so on the Western side, I have a partner with it. Uh, his name is Cole and Cole is actually from kind of the Bismarck area. But what we're finding in that realm is, you know, in order to be successful, we have to travel. We got to travel to these smaller areas. And then honestly, that's where, you know, our guys come into play. And Dylan, Shay, Cole are probably like our three main guys out there right now. And it's, I wish I could say I taught them how to manage these jobs, but it's it's them kind of taking the initiative and just rolling with it, right? If they need something, I think there's there's a common trust to where they're like, hey, we need this and we need this now. And then it falls back on Cole and I to make it happen. And then, you know, back on that, as soon as they get the piece, then they're like, okay, now it's our turn. So I think it's just kind of a common understanding between both parties. That's been our biggest success, I would say. And again, I, I wish I could say I taught those guys how to do it, but I, I think they're actually teaching Cole and I how to kind of manage that side, which is really cool. Yeah, I guess it kind of comes down to just how, like, you, like you're saying, having the right people, right? Oh, 100%. And, you know, finding those people is few and far between because I feel like the people that can do that on a job site will probably go and, you know, do it for themselves. Yeah. Well, I tried to hire Dylan when he was here and he's one of those guys. And it's funny because I always say the same thing that a type people are the hardest to, to hire because they don't need you. They're already working like they don't need me. Right. So when Dylan was here, I'm like, dude, this is, you know, I'll pay you this and truck and <laughs> schmoozing get, a little bit. Yeah. 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 And, and he's like, <laughs> dude, honestly, like, sure. Great. But like, I know I can do better just living and doing my own thing. Definitely. And I was like, it's so true. It was a perfect example of like, you know, this guy doesn't need me because he's already a a type personality. But Luke E, because you're 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 in the same thing, right? You have things going on in different places, but your business can be done a lot remotely, right? Versus guys in machinery actually doing the work. And again, Dylan, he was in, telling me like you have stuff set up all over the place, and and even you know the the guys that uh, you know built my website, you work in conjunction with them as well. So and they're in Canada. So explain your side of it. How do you manage that? Because you have people, I feel like, all over the world. Yeah. So I mean, we have like a very scalable business model, I guess, because I think what a lot of marketing agencies do is they go very broad and they say, we'll work with anyone. And then it's like, how do you learn a brand new industry every single time you take on a client? So what we said is we're going to go super narrow, super niche, and just go honestly, like only seven and eight figure excavation companies. Like that's our bread and butter. But even further, we don't do any on-site photography, any videography, any of that. We're completely remote. Our team, um, we have nine contractors in the States and then one in Serbia. And then a few up in Canada. And so that kind of gives us different. You say Serbia? Yeah. Belgrade, I think is the city, but he's on like a, I think like a 12 hour time difference. So that helps us run like 24 hours a day where I can send him stuff at 
7 p.m. and then I wake up and it's done. So kind of working with the time zones too. But yeah, man, to answer your question, like, so my wife and I live in Arizona. We don't have an Arizona client yet. We can be widespread. We can be all over, but it just helps to have our systems and processes in place where if somebody from Ottawa contacts me tonight, realistically, we can start working with them, receive payment tonight and get going tomorrow. And that's just like, it's a totally different business than construction, but also like we're helping construction companies. Like that's what we do. So it just super simplified, super niche down and just trying to do everything we can, you know, for the industry. It's so cool because like, I mean, and Luke Payne, you can kind of relate to this, but like with what me and Luke do, the overhead and the capital is so insane. You buy this half a million dollar machine, and in, at least in Canada, you rent it out for 200 bucks an hour. You got to find somebody to run it. You got to maintain it. You got to, it's, it's just so much. And then Luke E, I, I look at what you do and I'm like, I mean, first of all, I can't do what you do. That's why you're so good at what you're doing. That's why your business is booming. But I look at you and I'm just like, man, that is just, it's so crazy that you're in the same industry as us. Like, why are you able to do what you're doing in 2023 in construction? What issue are you solving? So the issue we're solving and really it comes down to, so obviously the the big players, you know, BuildWit, Eagle Eye Productions, like some of these big outfits, we work with everyone. We work with all these guys. So not just the big guys. Yeah. Like we're directly tied in with everyone where we're like, hey, we do websites, SEO and paid ads for excavation companies that are typically doing one to 50 million, you know, so now it's kind of broadened a little bit, but, and it's like, yeah, if we have somebody that does half a billion, like we're not going to take them on, we're going to send them to build it. And so there's kind of just, you know, the one mission of like, make the dirt world a better place. And not that we're an employee or anything of build it, but it's like, where can we kind of fit in and add value? And so what we're seeing, you know, to go back to the question is anyone that's doing, you know, 1 million, 3 million, 5 million, they can't afford to hire an in-person digital marketing department. It's just not feasible and it's not smart. But what they can do is they outsource it to a team that does that every single day. Like right now, it's like 2,500 bucks a month. And we have a team of 12 that has a program for our clients. So just to give some of those numbers, because it's half of one full-time person and we plug ourselves in for the next 10 years with, with our clients. And so that's that's kind of the goal. And that's how we can kind of help solve those problems and grow with our clients. So I guess Luke Payne, you're utilizing phaser marketing. So like, what issues is he solving for you? Let's let like, what does he help you do? I was going to cut into that, Luke, because I think you hit the nail on the head. But like, the issues that I see as a contractor is, I don't know how to establish, I'll, I'll say establish dominance on the website side, right? Because your your website is like your is like your gatekeeper, if someone wants to know more about you, they're going to Google you, right? And the more powerful you are on that site, I feel like it establishes more of the trust. Um, and that's where Luke has really helped, you know, get us in front of the almost the right eyes and then making sure our platforms are solid to where these people are like, OK, they have a very impressive structure to their to their you know Internet self that, hey, let's maybe trust them that way. So that I feel like, Luke, is the issue that you've definitely solved for me and a lot and many others. But then also just maintaining that, too, is super huge keeping up with, you know, different trends of the internet, different trends of, you know, what's popular, what's not popular, things like that. That's where you and your team have created such, I'll call it a monopoly, just because you guys 
are so good at what you do and not, you know, not trying to plug you, but I'm sure, you know, you could take other people up against you and just from what you've created has again, helped me immensely and helped Western immensely. So, yeah. And I mean, I appreciate that. And I think the biggest thing is the consistency. So we don't do like, Hey, we're going to do a magic trick for three months and you're going to, your business is going to explode. It's like, before we get into business with a contractor, it's like, we want to be in business with you for the next five to 10 years. Like if they don't already have that mentality of like, let's grow together, then we probably don't want to work with them. So we're, we're very picky in who we want to work with, even if it's a company that just doesn't want a website or doesn't want to have that online presence. Like, of course they need to have that before we work with them. And another thing too, is we don't want to beg anyone to work with us. It's like, we want to work with contractors like Luke who are like, Hey, I want to be out there. I want my business to be out there. I want to be able to survive like the ups and downs of the economy, not just like the next six months, but Hey, let's, let's make this a big thing while other people are cutting back. Let's put our foot on the gas and that's what we can help with. Yeah. I think what you're doing is definitely needed. Cause I think that it's one of the issues is a lot of guys, even like myself or, or Luke Payne that have construction businesses that need an online presence or want an online presence. Sometimes those aren't specifically your stereotypical guys that, you know, know how to like build websites and do paid ads or SEO, right? Because like they're good at what they do. So then they have you to kind of piggyback off of, which kind of leads me into my next question was, I wanted to know from both of you, because this is what I like getting into um, because it affects me on my day to day. But like, what issues do you see in the construction industry right now? Because... I find that there's a lot of people online that are trying to highlight the issues and be this, you know, superhero figures of kind of like, this is what we need to do for construction. And this is, but like, what are those issues that you guys see? Like Luke Payne, like, what do you see out there when owning a business? What do you see? Like, what are the problems? I mean, there's a lot of problems and it's pretty black and white to where I would say 80% of the problems can be resolved by people not trying to do everything, if that makes sense. Like a contractor is in business and they say, I'm going to do all of this so nobody else can, right? I think that's a really big issue to where, and not saying that companies can't do everything, which they can, right? But I feel like it comes to kind of like an ego thing as to, I don't need any help. I'm going to figure it out myself. Well, when that happens, you know, I'll take job costs for like kind of an example here when that person does that maybe they don't know a whole lot about that field say we'll take trucking for instance right taylor i think trucking in your guys's area is what 105 dollars an hour 20 or 95 dollars an hour for trucks yeah 105 now just got a raise Woo-hoo. right so at least it's going up but i feel like that is kind of a market that's been really hit by these people coming in and saying well i'm going to do it way cheaper not knowing their costs that person, you know, then could probably go out of business, but that number still stays there. That is now the competitive number that you have to deal with. So I feel like a big issue right now is just knowledge, you know, learn about your industry before jumping into it, I think is probably one of the biggest. Yeah, that's super smart. I, I totally get that. What makes you think that, like, why, why are these people coming into construction? You think, why is there so many people coming into it? What, what makes them think? Do you think they see the black excavators and they go, oh, because generally I I, I think this, the same as well. Do you think they're seeing what you're putting online and going, oh my God, I could, this guy's living it. They, oh yeah, I got to do this too. 100%. I, I feel like, and again, that's a social media issue, but people only show the good side to social media. 
to where when people are watching it, they're like, hey, there's only sunshine and rainbows over here, right? If we start a company in here, we'll be set within a year, maybe even two, to where, you know, maybe that could be another issue is, you know, being vulnerable. No one wants to be vulnerable because of the judgment that might come with it. But maybe some of the vulnerability of, you know, posting that on social media might be a good thing. But again, I'll say it takes a big set of balls to be vulnerable on social media. Yeah, 100%. What are... What are some of those things that you think people aren't showing? Because I, I know I, I, I make a list three different things that I don't get to show because I feel like it would run into privacy issues with my guys because we are so small. Like we just had a shake up this week and like we lost an excavator operator on Monday and he ran our big 325. And obviously I've never talked about his name personally, but it's one of those things where like, I want to go into depth and talk about it and talk about the reasonings and, and my mind process on it. And obviously I'm, I'm thankful because it creates up. I find that whenever this situation happens, it creates opportunity for other guys to really step up. But what are the, some of those things on your end that you find are like, people need to show more of this. One being like, I know it's a huge topic that Luke, we've talked about this multiple times, but really opening up, I feel like about cash flow. A better understanding about cash flow, I think, would be really huge. And again, you got to be vulnerable for that because no one, I don't know a lot of people that would really want to open their books and say, hey, take a look at it. Here's where we at, you know, and say they're only, you know, their net profit or whatever is only 10 grand and they're barely scraping by, right? I feel like people are afraid of the judgment that might come with it. But if they do, would you do that? I, I would probably do that. Yeah. Because me personally, I want to know as much as I can. So if there's somebody that knows how I can improve my business, you know, I don't give a shit. I would love to dive more into that just so I can know what I'm doing wrong. And Luke, it's weird. We had this conversation literally an hour ago about, you know, finding somebody that could do like an audit to, you know, trim the fat of the company. Hey, you're spending too much here. You know, I think that's really big. We're doing that on, with an outside source right now, a, th yeah. a third party accountant that's looking over everything like we are paying a good amount of money and they are going top to bottom, seeing where we're spending, what our profit margins on on, on certain different types of, in work that we do, whether it's topsoil stripping versus septic systems versus commercial site development. So that's a really good point. Yeah, no, I like that. I think another issue is just Obviously, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side type thing, but just being open. I feel like there's a lot of secrets held within the company to where if there was maybe more conversations about that, there would be more room for growth with, you know, the employees, right? To where, you know, if guys are always demanding raises or if like, hey, we need this, we need that. Well, let me show you where we're at. Let me show you why we can't make that happen. And then that can maybe lead into conversations, obviously, internally, where can we, you know, limiting mistakes, where can we limit mistakes that cost us so much money, you know, so I feel like that can maybe be another big instance of where improvement can be made. Yeah, I totally relate to every everything you're saying. And I wish I, you know, obviously opening up our books to an outside source was kind of like, okay, I don't know these people and I'm giving them my year-end financials from this year because our year-end is we're September 31st to September 31st. So just handed those over last month and it was kind of like daunting, but in a way it's nice to have an outside look of the eyes on your books. But Luke E, do you see people coming to you 
Like, are you hearing the same thing with the the kind of not industry because you're in the same industry, but with what you're doing, are people coming to you with these issues or are they coming to you with different types of issues or you're hearing this from your clients? So my main motto is like, I want to be a resource first and a marketing agency second. So I just want to be like a book of knowledge where people feel comfortable. Like, Hey Luke, I want to start a marketing agency or Hey Luke, what should I do? I just started an excavation company. How should I get started? And just, you know, I just trying to be a normal guy and like have that conversation. So that's how I always started. And that's how kind of how it was. But until the dirt bags came along, now it's opened up to a lot more construction knowledge. And it's crazy because I'm, I never worked in construction, but it's crazy what you pick up on when you get to talk to construction owners from all over the world every single day. And so I think just realizing that I don't have all the answers, but maybe somebody's doing something that's working and I can just provide that piece of advice or that tip. Pass that along. Yeah. And what's really helped, I was going to bring this up, Luke and I is creating a sense of community. And we've done that through the the podcast. And then especially Dirtbags University, like where we had that paid exclusive group of people like, okay, we're not recording this. This is an exclusive group. Like, what do you got? Thank God. Hey, eh, Luke P. Yeah, thank God. Just do it, Jack. Just do it, Jack. <laughs> Luke was a menace. Luke was a menace, Jack. <laughs> you have to be in the Dirtbag University and sign up for the next one if you want to know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about Dude, that's, a, that's a great selling point. But, you know, to that point of like, uh, Luke and I had this conversation of, hey, what do people actually need and want? And we talked about like cash flow. And then can we open up somebody's books? And, you know, we're kind of volunteering Luke and just like, let's a closed off group, people that need help going through that, let's have them on the call and then have somebody like audit his books, maybe on a live meeting. And because how much can you get out of that? That's what we're trying to do is figure out what people actually want to know and what they can get value from. And also, I, to be honest, I try and stay in my lane as much as possible because I don't pretend to know everything about video, you know, or things like that, even construction too. So just being kind of ignorant, asking the right questions, getting people to talk about their passions, and then realizing too that, you know, you have some value that you can add in any conversation, I think is huge. Yeah, those are all really good points. And I think what you said at the end there is really important because understanding that like, okay, I haven't necessarily owned a construction company because I feel like you can come off sometimes as not you yourself, but I mean, like, let's say I was hiring you to, you know, look over some stuff for me. And, you know, all of a sudden you're telling me, you know, how to run my business. Right. And I it would maybe get a little bit of pushback, but what you're saying is like the opposite. You're like, no, no, I don't pretend to act like I know everything. I'm still learning and absorbing all the time. And maybe I could pass on some helpful information from that. I hear from one person and pass it along to another. I'm not sure if it'll work or not, but Hey, I'm just trying to connect the dots here. And that's what you guys are both doing, which is awesome. But rather than just highlighting the negatives, I also really like talking about the positives of the dirt world, the, the construction industry, because there are a lot of positives. And I'd like like Luke E, like, what are some positives to the dirt world? And what would because ultimately, we want people to come in and here and, and enjoy the construction industry, because you can make a good living for your family and all that. But what are some positives, I guess, that you see? Some of the positives I'm seeing personally is the involvement of people our age, you know, so I'm 27, Luke's 26, um, Taylor, you're like 42, something like that. And, <laughs> 43. Uh, 43. And, yeah. but honestly, though, just 
I feel like a couple of years ago, it, it just didn't feel the same. And so what Luke and I, and myself too, you know, we're, we're doing more with construction management students and we're doing more with colleges. And we're just seeing that more people are excited and interested. And another big thing is, you know, Con Expo, I think is going to be a game changer. And this is my first year, so I, I can't compare it to other years, but what we want to do to like bring people together and like meet people and shake hands. And they have 150 plus speakers, educational sessions at Con Expo. Like we want that to be the standard of like, let's go learn something while we're here, not just touch the pretty paint or go look at the new, the new machines or anything like that. Like, yes, that's cool. But what can we learn? And what we've seen, what Luke and I have seen is that people are hungry to learn, especially when they're a business owner. And we, we saw that through the webinar is people paid, they showed up and an hour and a half in every single person that paid and showed up was still on the webinar. And that just doesn't happen. It's optional. It's a Zoom call. They can get off anytime. People are hungry to learn. They're willing to pay for it. And we're seeing that like firsthand. If you need to meet them, they're here at the Con Expo Con Ag. You'll meet industry leaders and friends. You'll build new relationships in the community. You'll find the equipment, the services, and the people within the, your construction field. Registration is now open, so save 20% with the promo code PODCAST20. Again, that is promo code PODCAST20. I am going, both the loops are going, and tons of people will be going. North America's largest construction trade show, and is March 14th to the 18th, 2023 in the beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. So check out conexpoconag.com to register and for more info. Luke Payne, what are some positives or highlights of construction or things that if I was someone get, you know, looking to get into construction or maybe I'm already in construction and I'm doubting being in the industry, what would you say to really wrap people in to be like, bro, this is it. This is awesome. Because there is a type of person that construction is for. And we've talked about that before, but I'd love to hear your input on that. Luke, you had great points, but I think more of like the positives of actually being like a construction company, I feel like there's a chip on people's shoulder right now to where, you know, they've been labeled as they don't want to work. If you want to work, construction is a great industry to go into because you have to work to make it happen. So I feel like that's a really big positive. Like you said, Taylor, it, you can make a fantastic living for your family. You know, it's it's an industry that's so super scalable to where, you know, it could be a family owned construction business. It could be a construction business that you build up and sell. You know, there's so many different avenues that it could go. And especially with the dirt world, I'll say it. My favorite is being in the excavation side, we're the first on site. It doesn't matter who you are, but any homeowner, general contractor, we're the first point of contact. We're the first to get paid. They're the most excited when we show up because that means the project is going. You know, I think that's a huge positive on my end. Obviously, one, because we're getting paid quick, but then also just to see people's excitement and just, you know, the infrastructure that basically we create for other people. You know, we're we're that foundation. We're the starting point. So I think the positive that kind of ties into that is, you know, just being out there creating something and then obviously helping other contractors succeed too by being that first point on the ground. You know, you have your boots on the ground. Your job is to make the next person's job easier. So it all kind of plays into, you know, working hard, having fun, and then just creating something. So and like you said, there's a lot of positives. Yeah. And I think that there's a type of person as well. And that's kind of what you're 
hinting at as well too or or maybe saying with not realizing it that like there's a type of person that goes into construction and does construction and you know you don't necessarily have to fit this criteria this criteria this criteria and it's cool because i think someone listening that might also have different skill sets hearing it from both you know luke e and luke p to the listeners right now these are guys that are both in the construction industry but doing completely different things one guy owns an actual construction business that's doing physical tangible dirt work and the other is helping that tangible dirt work business grow online and helping with the back end stuff so i think it's really cool that now we're entering this phase of construction where it doesn't matter if you're not a blue collar you know person in school or you're not good at wrenching or you know getting dirty all the time that doesn't matter there's still space for you in the industry is that fair to say 100 percent. that very well put and Luke, I really liked your point about the Con Expo and also super pumped to to see you boys there. But it's exciting because the draw is the machinery and what's new and, oh, you know, the shiny paint and all this. But what is more interesting is the carry on conversation of what we're having now, but with other massive in, like industry leaders, like although we've talked so many times and we think obviously we're the best. But there's other people that have so much more to bring to the table as well. And I think that that's where you can really pull value from Con Expo, where it's an extended conversation of stuff that you want to know. And they have so many different panels of what to actually listen to, which is going to be really exciting to hear. So what panel, again, Luke, I know you touched on it earlier, but I wanted you to, to dive more into it and kind of maybe explain the conversation that you're going to have at Con Expo. Yeah, so basically it's the importance of building your online presence and obviously we're targeting it to the small medium-sized businesses so from zero to 10 million that's kind of what we're targeting which is a big market it's a big market we kind of usually segment it from zero to a million one to ten and then eight figures but this is for you're taking your construction company from offline how do you go online i'm trying to break it down into the most simplest form so that there's actually tangible actionable steps they can take from the session at Con Expo, the next day they can put them into, into action. And I'll actually be launching my first book at Con Expo. And so super pumped for that. You got a book, dude? Yeah, it's called The Digital Dirt World. Should we call you David Goggins? Sorry, <laughs> what's yet. it called? The Digital Dirt World. And um, the book will help tie into the presentation of, and same kind of thing, like I'm gonna stay in my lane of like, this is what I do every day. This is what I know how to talk about. And I'm not just going to start talking about the mechanics of a skiddy or something like that. It's like, I'm going to talk about what I know. If people like that, great. And what we're seeing is that people are interested. And so I think with the book, what that'll do is maybe not a lot of people are reading construction industry books because they're probably outdated. So I want to give that fresh look of like, hey, doing something different. I'm not the blue collar guy, but I work with blue collar guys and gals every single day. And so this is my perspective on it. We're going to have people from in the industry in the book as well, um, writing little excerpts. So I think that'll be uh, an electric session. That's really exciting, dude. And I can't wait to actually see that at the at the show. And Luke, Luke Payne, you're, you're heading there this year too, right? Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going. I am. I'm excited. Riley's coming with me. We're gone. It's actually over her birthday weekend. So we're going to have some fun. Oh, well, we might have to catch up and maybe have some beers there as well. I'm in. I'm in. Drinks, I'm in. Is there anything in particular, Luke, that I wanted to actually, Luke Payne, sorry, I got to, you know, highlight what, what I'm talking to here. But is there anything 
interesting that you like have seen from Con Expo in the past that you're hoping to see again as well in the future and March 2023? It's a lot about the technology and it's a lot about what's new. Because again, with the construction industry, you have to adapt to survive. So, and I think that is kind of like the starting point on where these companies go to kind of learn what's going to be upcoming in the future and how maybe they can place themselves ahead of maybe competition or other people with those you know items or whatever they may be so it's i feel like it's kind of a starting ground in order to you know revamp your business to make it more and more successful what are some of these new things that you see coming up that are getting you excited like you just purchased a 326 a cat 326 i want to know about that purchase i want to know i want and i know people want to hear better as well like what made you buy that machine in particular versus was because it because it, it's one ton heavier than a 325 like me or <laughs> we just wanted to be one above the Taylor White for the 325. <laughs> so we but seriously, what is the what's the reasoning behind the 326? What was the purchase like? Why'd you choose cat? Because there's other brands out there and this isn't a plug for cat. But I want to give people some some dirt and some value of like, why did you choose that machine? Because it's a big deal to buy a piece of machinery. And it's so easy when people just highlight and show it online and it's like new machine arrived but there's so much that goes into to making that purchase so how did that happen so we bought the 326 it wasn't on a whim but it was kind of looking you know towards basically our economy right now it kind of boiled down into how much are we going to save if we you know look ahead now and i mean it it was close to fifty thousand dollars from if we would have purchased now till you know springtime just because of the price increases. And honestly, it's it's pricing a lot of people out of certain projects to where if we can get in it early enough and display ourselves as being able to perform these projects, you know, we'll only be more profitable because we bought in at the right time. So that's kind of our outlook on it. Another thing of it was too, we we have so much work right now that it just made sense to where if we bought the machine, we can be twice as productive with having, you know, two different crews, two different sets of machines on each site to, you know, get these contractors projects going. So, you know, again, boiling down into the economy side to where they can be more profitable too, by hopefully saving some money on whatever it might be on their process. So that was a big deciding factor. That famous word that you see all on Twitter and the New York Times and Wall Street Journal and you know, the GDP rise last week and inflation's down a bit, but then, oh, recession and this and that. What are you guys' thoughts on all this? I think you got to do your own research, right? Because it's it's so different for whatever realm you're in. You know, whether you're in the real estate realm, you're in the construction realm, you're in the, you know, tech stock realm, it's so different depending who you are. So I feel like, like I just saw this the other day, my mom actually sent me a big link about the diesel shortage. And it kind of freaked me out a little bit to where I was like, do I need to get a bulk order of diesel in order to keep operating? But I, you know, I got online and I was looking things up. And, you know, after I did my own research, I felt a lot more confident as to like, okay, that's probably not going to happen. These things would have to happen in order for that to go that way. And I don't know, everybody has their different political views, but I think if you do your own research and you kind of look at multiple views i think you'll be able to form a pretty good view yourself if that makes sense that's a great way to think i mean you have to don't just look at everything from one side or the other you know get a combination of both i always say that as well too you know and then make up your own own decision and own mind but 
Luke E, what what are you kind of uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, Luke, I love how you brought that up about doing your own research because it's not apples to apples at all. And, you know, you got to realize who's saying it, where it's coming from, and also what business are we even talking about? What industry? Because if you just say the construction industry, like, what does that mean? So the way I look at it, and I guess maybe this is just coming from my point of view, is like, how can I give them the best shot at like their online exposure? So yes, if um, say they're doing new home construction and that just tanks and goes away how do they have a big enough brand where they can pivot and we've done that before not i'm not going to take the credit for it but we worked with a company out in north dakota where they're an oil and gas company and i think it was yeah back in 2020 things shut down for them and they're like all right uh heavy civil construction like here we go and they you know putting up cell towers in wyoming and like just pivoting and doing these other things but credit to them, they had a solid brand. And then we got to come in, build a website, help them improve their brand. So I try and look at the economic situation as like, okay, bad times do come and bad times do happen. So how can we try and set you up best to like pivot or to make the most out of these situations? Because I mean, I think we all know they're going to come every X amount of years or whatever it is, but it's going to happen. So how do we just build a sustainable business? I think you said this on another podcast to where, okay, bad times do come, but what are you, what are you basing those bad times off of, right? Are you basing off of 2020? Are you basing off of 2021 when everything exploded, you know, or are you basing off 2018 to where, Hey, maybe we're, we're close to the 2018 standpoint, but not the 2021 standpoint, right? So it's all again, doing your own research and in your own market, I feel like so. I agree. We just went through three years of the most or two and a half years, three years, two and a half years of the most insane construction boom ever where, I mean, at least here in Canada, you threw a number at somebody. They're like, great. When can you start? And it was like, holy shit. Okay. Like it was wild. And I think that you're totally right. I mean, like, and, and it's nice hearing that cause it's refreshing, but like maybe things go back to the way it was in 2018 where like, good work and good quality people who provide good quality work they're the ones that are still going to stay busy and a lot of these guys that maybe you mentioned before to luke p about you know guys that are coming in maybe driving the prices down maybe those are the guys they're driving the prices down now because they're realizing oh shit, i can't sustain myself because not everyone's saying yes to everything right now so i think and luke e what you're saying is Build yourself a strong enough and good enough brand and actually act on that work. And you can kind of carry yourself through the slower times because to think that everything is a trajectory up is the most ignorant way to think, right? So there are these slow times and things are, you know, maybe quieting down a bit. I think construction and, you know, it's actually still insane up here as well, but it's preparing yourself and making sure that you're set up for these times as well is I think really important. It's developing those relationships too, I feel like is really important right now. You know, like you had mentioned, those people that are the only reason they're in business is because they have cheap prices. I don't care who you are, but those contractors are not going to go back to you when things start to kind of, you know, if things fall apart, will they? I don't know. But I feel like keeping a good relationship with contractors, subcontractors, whoever, knowing back in that 2018 timeframe, it was more about you know, quality over quantity type of work to where that's how you got the work is going to kind of probably play, you know, come into play in these upcoming could be months, could be years, who knows? I, I'm not an expert on it. Again, I, I try to do my own research, but I feel like that's kind of how it's trending. 
you know, you see the the companies that are priced very low start to really slow down on work. And then the companies that have really good relationships still just booming. So that's where I'm kind of like, okay, is it relationship over pricing or pricing over relationship? And that's obviously it's a give and take of both, but I think the relationships are more important in that aspect. Yeah, I totally agree. It's important to make sure to, to build those right relationships and always just be real with yourself and make sure you know when things are kind of, uh, you know, going up or down. But I, I don't want to end on on the note about the economy. I mean, I, I am optimistic about the economy. I, yep. I mean, things are good. And I think that they're going to be even better. You just think long term, right? 10 years from now, you're going to look back at this and be like, holy shit. Okay, great. Value of property is still going to always go up. Maybe short term, it goes lower. But to wrap things up, not really, but what are you guys looking forward to coming up? What to each of you individually, not like together, but individually, what do you guys have big that's coming that you're excited about in your own lives? Luke P. I'm excited as far as like a work standpoint for yeah. the spring. Can be personal too. Uh, dude, I, yeah, I'll start with the work and then I'll get into personal. But as, <laughs> as far as like work goes, I mean, I'm so excited for springtime. I hate the winter because we have to do snow. Nobody likes snow. But we've gotten so many, so many requests to work with these other contractors and obviously starting spring projects that they're massive projects for us. I can't wait for that challenge. I'm a, I'm a big taking on adversity, you know, figuring out challenges type. And these ones that we have coming up that we've already been awarded, I'm already, okay, how are we going to make this happen? How can we plan now to succeed? Um, so that's what I'm really looking forward to as far as the personal side. I just quit my full-time job. I had a full-time job for four years while I was running my Good construction you, businesses. Man. So I'm anxious to actually kind of head on and help my guys more and help that business grow to where I'm there. I'm more present. I'm more of the face um, and just have a little bit more time. It's a big step, man. That's, I didn't know that about you. Congrats. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and Taylor, I was going to plug Luke uh, during this podcast too, because so we we're launching a podcast. Uh, it should be out at the time of this launching, but we literally talk about the entire thing of Luke Payne running a construction company at the full time job. That's the title of the Dirt Bags podcast. Luke for this entire time has had a full time job that like nobody knew about, and I just think it's the most incredible thing how he built up Black Iron Western Excavation and even the Dirt Bags too, like the podcast while working a full-time job and so it's like the we dive into all that stuff and it's uh it's pretty awesome i can't wait to listen to that what do you have lukey that that, that you're looking forward to coming up what's big for you what, what's what, what should we be on the lookout for yeah man um just you know the con expo speaking opportunity has brought in has opened a lot of doors for me um i'm speaking at a lot of colleges like i mentioned with construction management students um, different associations different conferences around the country so i I just love meeting new people. I think it's it's a blast getting to see a new city, getting having those people take you out, um, show you the restaurants, things like that. So just really embracing that. And I enjoy speaking to people and just kind of figuring it out, realizing that if I stutter over my words, it's not a big deal, but let's try and, you know, just have a good time while doing it. So, so that's been awesome. And then honestly, yeah, just uh, traveling with my wife, Olivia, not my girlfriend, but my wife, she, uh, we, we, we have some, some trips planned this next year and we're just excited. You know, we try and live every single day just with the most purpose that we can. And just because every day is not guaranteed. So even the days we're not traveling, it's just like, how can we just 
enjoy this sunset or this sunrise and just be thankful for everything we have. So I guess personal life, yeah, just excited for some trips coming up and coming to see you in Canada. Nice. Yeah, you got to do that. You guys like, got to come up or I'll come down if that's easier. But we all we we do have to all meet up. But that was very deep and very important, Luke. E, you know, like living every day. I, I really like that. Hopefully people kind of really pick that up and like every sunset and sunrise. And I want to end there because that was very, very good. But these two guys here, Luke Payne and Luke Egabraton. Egabraton? No, you had it. Egabraton. Okay, I had it. <laughs> reverse anyways you guys uh we'll see you at con expo and we're going to continue this conversation there and i can't wait to do that with you guys and i really appreciate you guys cutting out the time i know that you guys have an awesome guest uh coming up on your podcast as well too people can find you guys where's the best place to to find you guys luke payne where can we find you black iron dirt on instagram official dirt bags on instagram official dirt bags podcast on spotify western excavation or luke payne on instagram bingo lukey love it um phaser marketing on instagram dirtwork marketing on instagram and then our website phasermarketing.com and then of course the dirtbags podcast um you can find us on all streaming platforms youtube channel follow along love it so shoot us a message anytime we'd love to get to know you or answer any questions and just like just shoot us a message and of course uh luke Payne and i are both on linkedin we're on it every day and we love you man thanks for coming on boys thanks for having us taylor cheers if you need to meet them, they're here at the Con Expo Con Ag. You'll meet industry leaders and friends. You'll build new relationships in the community. You'll find the equipment, the services, and the people within the, your construction field. Registration is now open, so save 20% with the promo code PODCAST20. Again, that is promo code PODCAST20. I am going, both the loops are going, and tons of people will be going. North America's largest construction trade show, and is March 14th to the 18th, 2023 in the beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. So check out conexpoconag.com to register and for more info.